This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. Welcome to my next episode of Dungeon Master's Handbook. This is Michael, also known as Chicago Wiz. Thanks for listening. So this podcast was about two years in the making. Uh, this is as a result of something that I did back in 2020. Had intended on doing it at GaryCon in 2020, but of course with COVID and everything, uh, that all all those plans got changed, everything went virtual and and so on. What I'm going to talk about is running a heist game in AD&D or actually in any version of D&D because despite all of my trepidation about running a heist game, using a framework and modifying it for my purposes worked out really well. Now, this post is motivated by Todd over at Hexed Press. Uh, this is a uh, gentleman who has been doing quite a few uh, video logs, vlogs, and uh, posts and whatnot about creating well, hex maps and playing D&D and whatnot. And I happened to see that he was talking about running a heist game and how to do it. And in that, he talked about some of the things that I had faced, and I thought, oh, that's right, I wanted to share this with you. So when I first conceived of doing something different at Gary Khan, I wanted to do something that challenged me as well as gave me something that I could use in my campaign world. I've mentioned before that when I play one-shots at conventions that are in my campaign world, my Edinburgh world, they count. Um, they add to the lore. They will set up things that perhaps the players are going to have to deal with later. And this was going to be no different. And for me, challenging me as a DM means doing things that I don't normally do. Um, specifically things that are like in town or social situations or things that aren't necessarily going out into the dungeon or going out into the wilderness and facing enemies and puzzles and whatnot or war games where, you know, army versus army kind of thing. Those things I'm very comfortable with. I've been doing them for a long time and I really enjoy them. Um, the social aspect I'm a lot more uncomfortable with and probably being someone who's on the autistic spectrum, that, that may make sense. I've always struggled with it, and uh, I'm not ashamed of it. It is who it is, or it is what it is, and it's who I am. So it's nothing that, you know, I don't have a problem telling people about. But irregardless of my comfort in talking about it, being in social situations is not necessarily my strongest suit. And so trying to do something that was going to be a town adventure was going to be a little difficult. And so I decided on doing a heist. And much like Todd talked about in his, uh, 
in his uh, vlog, which I'll, I'll put a link to below. The immediate challenge I ran into was how do I make this so that the players engage in it and it's not a complete railroad? I mean, on one hand, you can run a heist adventure. And, and by heist, what I'm meaning is is quite literally something like an Ocean's Eleven or, you know, something from Fast and Furious or what have you. You know, something where the players have to go in and obtain something and, and get out of it. Uh, you know, if you railroad it, then what choices will the players make that have any meaning? Uh, you know, in a railroad, is failure an option? And in this case, I wanted failure to be an option. I wanted it so that the players may have to deal with poor choices or bad choices, what have you. Um, on the other hand, how in the heck do you run something that is so open that the players may get, for lack of a better word, um, fear of a blank page, you know? If you give someone too many choices, they can get into analysis paralysis. And I definitely did not want the game to be such where there was a, uh, you know, three hours of planning, and then we've run out of time to actually, you know... Uh, do the actual heist you know maybe in a campaign world or you know in a weekly or however often you know a regular D, &D game you might be able to do that but this was a one-shot event i wanted to get in and hit the ground running uh, my other one shots usually i will start the players in the middle of combat or in the middle of a situation where they're making a life and death type of decision um probably wasn't going to be able to do that here but I wanted to immediately get the game rolling. And I struggled with it for a long time. You know, how was I going to do this? What was I going to do? Um, and I looked at some of the older modules for inspiration. Couldn't really find anything that really lent itself. And then I put it out there on Twitter and I put it out there in the... Uh, OSR subreddit, and I think a couple of other places, and I got back consistently from all of those sources, someone said, you have to go check out the module, Kidnap the Archpriest by Skirples. Now, I had never heard of Skirples before. Um, I'd never heard of this particular module before, so I did what anyone else would do. I went to DTRPG and bought myself a copy of it and immediately upon reading it i mean the very first page the way that he set this up i said this is a framework that i can work with and so then my heist was born now in kidnap the arc priest i'm not going to give away too many of the details because i don't want to sell skirple's secret sauce you know he's he's a content creator and make some money off of this. I, I, I will give kind of an idea, but I won't go into very much details. But obviously the title of it is Kidnap the Archpriest. So you are doing some sort of a heist. You're going to go and kidnap the Archpriest in this particular location, and you have to come up with the plan of how to do it. And 
the reason that I like his approach is that he changes it from being a typical D&D game to being a heist game. And I thought that was very innovative. You know, we're all kind of used to running games, you know, as an exploration game. You know, you go into a dungeon, you know, and then you explore things and you find things. Or, you know, you go into town and you're exploring and you're finding things. And, you know, there's kind of a certain rhythm to that and how people try to interact with the material and the DM and the situation. But Skirples came up with a structure of there's basically three parts to the adventure. Coming up with the plan, then executing the plan, and then the aftermath of the plan. And you might say, well, duh, but there's also an underlying framework of the schedule. So right away, the way that Skirples turns this on his head is most of the planning you know, most people will go, well, I'm going to go to the shopkeeper and do this. And then I'm going to go and do that. What Skirples does is throw that all away and says, you can do these things. It's going to be very transactional. So there's not a lot of role playing involved unless you want to. You know, there's not a lot of that interaction. The, the more important thing is enabling the players to actually come up with a plan. Because a lot of times, as I said, you'll get an analysis paralysis. Well, if you kind of clear the decks and let them immediately get to the plan, you know, they say, well, I want to obtain this, or I want to get this magic spell, or I want to find this spy, or, you know, I want to do this and that. You just say, okay, here's how much gold's going to cost. Nope, you can't exactly do this, but for the right amount of gold, you can do that. And just the whole way that he sets that up and then executes it in this module very easy to set up and do. And that kind of removed two-thirds of the problem for me of how can I make it so that the players can do something and execute this or plan this heist without getting stuck and without having to do a lot of, you know, in-town kind of, you know, role-playing that ultimately was going to use a lot of time in the game. Really very nicely set up. And, and and the way that he introduces this and the way that he sets it up, I followed pretty much to the letter. Now, the execution is interesting. As I, meant, as I briefly said, you've got a timeline. And, and what's really neat is Skirbles gives a framework of setting up a timeline, almost like a calendar and a clock, and what each of the key NPCs are going to be doing at any one time. If you're a fan of the old Elder Scrolls um, computer role-playing games and you played Oblivion, you're used to the NPC schedule. Every day at noon, these NPCs were doing X. Then they'd walk over here and they'd do Y. Then they go and do Z. This is set up exactly the same way. You've got the schedules of what the NPCs are going to do when. So if you're going to pickpocket, say, somebody for their set of keys so that you could get into another house, part of your plan may be, well, I need to get information on when so-and-so is going somewhere. Okay, you go to the barkeeper, roll dice. you got to give them 60 gold, and he'll tell you what you need to know. Okay, here's the 60 gold. Okay. This person walks from his house to his office from noon to 1 p.m. 
And sure enough, like clockwork, that's what'll happen. And so because they're on this schedule, because they have these parts of their lives, you know, when the PCs are trying to come up with that, you can give them the right information if they pay for it, if they do the things that they need to do to get it. It was all very interesting. And then executing, you can say, you know, we're going to lie in ambush here and wait for this person. You know that, well, the town guards are going to come here and you kind of know the whole thing is a DM and you've got it all set up and you've got this sequence of time set up. And that's the other thing that I liked about this approach was that it pushed you and the players to come up with an idea because I told them, you've got about an hour to plan this heist and so they're watching the clock, and as they're doing things, I'm saying, okay, you know, you want to go talk to this person? Well, it's going to take three hours to do that. And I remember, you've got to get this heist done within four days, so you've just spent three hours of your time budget. So all of that just kind of adds to the, the, the metronome, you know, the drumbeat of, I've got to go through this thing, I've got to get this thing done. The execution itself, once they get into that flow and they're executing, you know, it plays out like a regular D&D game, as you might imagine. But you as the DM have that schedule of how everything is set up, where the main players are, what the locations are, what's in the locations, and so on. And you can execute this very nicely. And then the aftermath, of course, is a, well, if the players did this, here's what happens if the player did that, and so on. Like I said, I'm not going to give away too many of the plot details because I don't want to spoil it, and I want you know you to go in. And I'm not getting anything from Skirples. In fact, I, I think I annoyed him with my questions. He seemed to not really want to talk to me. I get it. Um, so, but go on by the module. Kidnap the Arch Priest, I'll put, a, uh, I'll put a link there. Now, I did something different because I'm me, and whenever I get a hold of something, I've got to, you know, fold, spindle, and mutilate it. So I wanted this to count towards my campaign world. So rather than it being a kidnapping heist, I was going to flip it and turn it on its head, and it was going to be a regular stealing heist. The idea was that the guild master of the capital city of the entire kingdom, I mean, this is kind of like Rome, if you will. If Rome was the center of the world back, you know, in ancient times, well, um, Regnum, Regium is the center of my Etnera lands. The guild master of that city wanted the PCs to steal the seal of the king's secretary so that he could make forgeries, really good forgeries, so that, you know, obviously that's going to be of value to a guildmaster. So they wanted the PCs to go and steal it. Now, of course, why wouldn't the Thieves Guild do it? He wanted plausible deniability. So if he went out and hired these total, you know, strangers to do it, that's one thing, you know. Uh, if, you, if it's great, you get your reward. If you screw up, I don't know who you are and I've never seen you before in my life kind of thing. So the PCs are there doing the legwork and planning for how are they going to sneak into the secretary's office and grab the seal. However, 
on the night that they're going to be doing the stealing, and you know, depending on the schedule, they may interrupt a kidnap plot to kidnap the king of the lands. Now, mind you, again, this would be on the order of kidnapping, you know, Caesar or kidnapping, you know, the head of the U.N. or kidnapping, you know, the Pope or the Dalai Lama, what have you. This is really big stuff. And the PCs are either going to rescue the king or they're going to try to do the heist at a time that is completely unrelated and so the kidnapping would go off, or they're going to get involved and somehow make matters even worse. And in playtesting this, I had all three situations happen. It was so much fun to do this. Now, I did this at GaryCon, and uh, it added up. It, it, it was great. The format that Skirples has was easy enough that I stripped out all of his setting information. I stripped out his entire setup, substituted my own, and it worked great. You know, they, they planned for a theft heist and everything worked and I was able to throw in this wrinkle at the end so that the aftermath is much more about the aftermath of did they save the king versus did they get away with the seal? although there is a bit involved with that. Wonderful. I had so much fun running this, and I have no doubt that in the future, if my brain ever comes up with another heist idea, all I've got to do is turn to this module and use that approach, and it's going to work out great. Uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about trying to railroad the PCs into a particular path. They had the entire city wide open. I gave them definitive points that they could follow. I gave them threads that they could immediately pull. But a lot of it they did on their own. In all of the playtests, they did it on their own. And they each came up with their own unique way of getting into the secretary's office, getting to the seal, and then getting away with it. Now, of course, <laughs> I do have to share this. In typical D&D fashion, when I ran this at GaryCon, or virtual GaryCon, the players interrupted the, the kidnapping. And rather than believing that, the, I don't know if they didn't believe that it was the king or if they were just so freaked out, they knocked him out, tied him up, and essentially left him there. <laughs> they did kill the kidnappers, so they killed the kidnappers, conked out the, the king, stole the seal, got away cleanly. <laughs> That's why I said it was typical D&D. &D. Uh, <laughs> of course. And, you know, hey, they made it away. The, the guild master is forever grateful that now he has, you know, the copy of the seal. The king has been saved. Uh, the uh, evildoers are being pursued across the lands, and the political, religious ramifications of this are indeed going to affect my players, especially since uh, my tabletop group have announced that they're going to Regium, which is the, the capital city, and I'm sure they're going to feel some of the aftermath directly. 
as they're trying to do what it is that they're going to do. So that's my story about a heist. I love this framework. I think it works really well. And I think it directly answers some of the questions that Todd had in terms of how do we make this work? How do we come up with something that, you know, feels right? Again, it's about using this framework, changing your idea of how a D&D game will work into more of something that is about how are you going to make a heist work and going forward with that. And with that, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. I hope this is useful for you all. Give that module a look. And if you've got any questions on it, reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your experiences with heists have been. And if you do try the Kidnap the Ark Priest framework, let me know how it turns out. I'd love to hear. All right, that's it. And until next time, game on. <laughs>